Welcome back to the In Ohio Country Today podcast, part of the In Ohio Country Today TV show. I'm Big Dan Wilson, and this week we're joined by Jeremy Miller and Tyler Stover from Salina Insurance Group. We'll be talking about total farm protection and what you need to protect your assets on your farm. Also, Tyler Black, he's the executive director of the Johnny Appleseed Metropolitan Park District. We'll be talking about parks here in the Buckeye State, from funding to operation, and so much more. We'll have those stories and more this week in Ohio Country Today. Rodak and Midway Trailers are your source for Wilson Livestock Trailers. Reliable, lightweight, and durable, Wilson Livestock Trailers are your best value year after year. With attention to animal and operator safety, Wilson offers biosecurity and features more attuned to the needs and concerns of today's livestock haulers. Remember Rodoc and Midway Trailers for sales and service of Wilson Livestock Trailers. With three locations to serve you in Delphus, St. Mary's, and Dayton. This year, trust your tillage to the best. Coon Kraus, available at your local Apple Farm Service. Nobody has the experience and full-time lineup of solutions like the original. Over 25 models from field cultivators, chisel plows, rippers, vertical tillage, strip tillage, discs, and high-speed tillage. Alan Davis, business owner, active farmer. No one knows farmers' needs better than Alan. Give him a call today at 419-738-7447 and talk about total farm protection and more. Allen Davis Insurance Agency is your solutions provider for auto, home, life, business, recreational, total farm protection, and more. Call 419-738-7447. That's 419-738-7447. Welcome back. I'm Jeremy Miller, Director of Sales and Marketing at Salina Insurance Group, and I'm here with Tyler Stover, Director of Farm at Salina Insurance Group. We're here at beautiful Grand Lake St. Mary's, um, home of Salina Insurance Group. Um, and we're here today to talk to you a little bit about selecting the right coverage for your farm insurance um, and making sure you have the right trusted advisor. Yeah. I think, Jeremy, the first thing we want to talk about really is um, insurance agents and your insurance advisor. And I mean, what, what's the first starting point when you're talking about insurance needs and insurance coverages? Yeah, I think it's it starts with what a lot of great decisions start with, and that's communication. Um, make sure that you're talking with your with your independent agent, um, or with with your agent in general. Um, making sure that you're asking the right questions. Um, they are your trusted advisor, um, and the best advice that I can give you is to give them as much information as as you can. The more they know about your farm operation, um, the more they know about you and your individual needs the more they can craft a policy and put you with a company um, that matches up the best. Yeah, and I think the two things you got to think about when you think about insurance needs, I mean, we can pretty easily break it into two different exposures that you think about, and that's your property and your liability. And And I think really from the property standpoint, that's really what I want to start about and talk about today. And really you think about property, uh, everything on the farm you got, Inventory. So you think about blanket inventory, your machinery, uh, your stored grain. Uh, that stuff changes daily, and I think everybody knows with the market right now how how much that's changing with uh, the prices of commodities. Uh, that stored grain is not the same value that you had last year uh, when you met with your insurance agent. So that's the type of stuff when Jeremy talks and when you talk about 
communication, that's where you need to meet with your agent and, and make sure those values stay up to date so you know how much corn, how much soybeans you have in storage, and that value and coverage that you have on your insurance policy is enough to cover uh, in the event something something does happen. So, I mean, that's one thing with the inventory. Even on the machinery, just think about how much ti- how many times people swap out equipment or buy new equipment. Uh, you need to update your agent and make sure you have uh, adequate coverage, especially on the blanket side. Uh, that's typically what you see a lot of uh, policyholders go for is where you just blanket your farm machinery. And most policies have coinsurance where you have to have a certain amount of insurance. So if you're changing equipment and swapping it out, you need to make sure you have that, that coinsurance, uh, meet that coinsurance requirement uh, when it comes time for the loss. Yeah. So You also want to make sure that you're not forgetting about your ATVs, um, your toys. Um, every farm has them. Um, they're work toys for the farmer, um, but definitely make sure that you're taking that in consideration and having that conversation as well. So. And I just want to hit one more on the, you mentioned the ATVs on the property side. I I mean, the big thing to point out there, those things aren't cheap. I mean, those are some expensive and like I said, some are recreational use, but a lot of them are used on the farm uh, to help with aid with spraying, uh, moving things around, any of that stuff. So not every policy covers those. Uh, You either got to have it by an endorsement to cover those from a property standpoint, kind of shifting gears to the liability. We can kind of transition right into that from the ATV. You think about it from the property standpoint, you also got the liability exposure too with uh, most most standard farm policies do provide provide some automatic coverage for for these type of ATVs on premises, but how many times do you think those ATVs do leave the farm premises? All the time. I mean, yep. if you're checking fields, different fields. I mean, you got to get onto a road or off your farm premises to get to your next field to check check the crops or do anything like that. So you do have to, most policies, you have to endorse coverage for off-premises liability. So that's one thing from the liability standpoint. Uh, You also got to think about from the liability standpoint, um, all the pollution, limited farm pollution coverage, especially here we're Grand Lake area watershed. I mean, you talk about that, that's a hot topic, but uh, most policies don't provide, farm policies don't automatically provide that type of coverage, uh, but you can buy back certain limited coverages on a pollution, for a pollution standpoint. Um, and you also think about chemical drift, that's been a hot topic uh, in the industry as well. A lot of farmers are doing some of their own spraying, uh, have the equipment to do that. Uh, so you, you talk about it, you spray it, maybe you drift over into the neighbor's crop that wasn't Roundup Ready beans or something like that, uh, that is not typically covered. Or if it is covered in a standard farm policy, it's a limited amount of coverage. So you need to work with your agent to make sure they understand what type of spraying you're doing and how if you're doing it on your own, because uh, you may need to bump those limits up to cover those type of exposures as well. Um, also, from a liability standpoint, I think that we always talk about in our department with our agents is uh, the fact of catastrophe liability or umbrella uh, refer to that i mean you think about farm farm operations and how many how much they have in assets absolutely they have a lot to lose i mean that's you got big equipment can equal big claims a lot of times uh, so you got to make sure those liability limits are high and that's where those uh, catastrophe policies or umbrella policies uh, really 
add you that buffer with the extra layer of liability because uh, that's very important. I do think that's one of the most undersold policies in, in the farm insurance. So that's something to be working with your advisor to make sure you're adequately covered from a liability standpoint for for the liability exposures on a farm. I will say our, our friends on the independent agency side, I really believe they're the heartbeat um, of the insurance marketplace. Um, they act as your third-party advisor. Um, they are the people who can provide that buffer between you and the company and make sure that you have the company that that fits you best with the policy that fits you best. And that's a, that's a difficult balancing act at times. And that's what the independent agent has multiple markets that they bring to the table. So if you don't fit one of the companies they have, they can look at other companies. Um, like Salina Insurance Group, um, we believe we are one of the industry leaders in farm. Do you think it's safe to say that that's something that separates um, us from the competition out there? Yes, I definitely do. Um, like you said, I think products, I mean, insurance companies, everybody's going to have similar products and coverages, uh, and we do. We're right there. Like I said, I think we're industry-leading and in, in one of those with uh, with the farm insurance top-notch coverages, but we have the people that understand. So uh, we know, understand farms. We know how to take the risk out of them uh, or help agents take the risk uh, with the policyholders by understanding their operations. So, again, that's I think that does separate us apart for uh, having that type of background. We'd like to thank In Ohio Country Today for giving us the opportunity to come on here and speak with you this morning. Um, just a little bit about selecting the right agents, the questions you should be looking at, um, and just the importance and the value that an independent agent and Salina Insurance can bring to the table. Um, if you want to learn more about Salina Insurance, um, check out salinainsurance.com. We have a find an agent um, locator on our website, and it can point you to a trusted advisor that can help you select the right company and the right policy. Thank you. I'm Jeremy Miller with Tyler Stover. Have a great day. Have a great day. Our farm department is committed to providing ag professionals the products, coverages, and peace of mind needed to run a successful operation. With our home office located in the heart of farm country, many of us have first-hand experience when it comes to farming, and we know how to take out the risk. Under one policy, we can provide total protection of your investment, from your home and barns, to your equipment and livestock. We also provide an outstanding equine coverage, from a homeowner with a single horse, to a professional breeder, and everything in between. Come join us and experience the Salina difference. Pushita Creek Steaks, naturally delicious, antibiotic and hormone-free. From fresh grass and grain-fed, free-to-roam cattle, Pushita Creek is a family-owned and operated 210-acre free-range ranch right here in Ohio. And we take the time to custom-fit your order to exactly what you want. For steaks, roasts, hamburger, pet treats, gifts, freezer boxes, and much more, check us out on the web at PushitaCreekSteaks.com. That's PushitaCreekSteaks.com. Finish your soil with the machine designed to perform and built to last. J&M. J&M's Flex Soil Conditioner offers the flex needed for proper ground tension and floating over uneven terrain. Choose J&M Soil Conditioner from your local Apple Farm Service. 
Your outdoor fun starts today at Dad's Toy Shop in downtown Wapakoneta. Whether you're an enthusiastic RC hobbyist or searching for a great family gift, we have the best remote control land, air, and watercraft with parts and service you can depend on. Our experienced team and our great wall of parts will keep you cruising all year long with batteries and chargers too. Your outdoor fun starts today at Dad's Toy Shop in downtown Wapakoneta. Your one-stop shop for all your hobby needs. Welcome back to In Ohio Country today, and joining me now is Tyler Black from the Johnny Appleseed Metropolitan Park District. We're here at Herman Woodlands here in Allen County. Beautiful place, Tyler. Yeah, it is, it is. It's uh, one of our newer parks here in the past five or six years, and uh, just a great time to be outside spring in Ohio. Yeah, it really is. It's a beautiful time. It's always beautiful when you're in the parks like this. Why don't you talk a little bit about, uh, about what you see here in Ohio? Yeah, so you've got kind of the the great expanse of, of different types of parks. You've got, you know, your active recreation parks from baseball diamonds, softball diamonds, that kind of thing that you see a little more closer to cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then out and, out and about, basically around the state, you see state parks that, that have a mission of connecting people with nature, very similar to park districts. Uh, park districts in Ohio are basically one per county. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not every county has a park district. Oh, wow. uh, but the cool thing is um, there's uh, we're a separate political subdivision of the state. So we're kind of our own entity. We have uh, park districts in Ohio have their own board of commissioners. So they don't answer necessarily to county commissioners, um, but they answer to their own board. So pretty unique situation, uh, and again, more conservation-minded, passive recreation, hiking trails, biking trails, that kind of thing, uh, versus a lot of the active stuff. You know, what is the funding behind most parks? I mean, where do these funds come from to keep them maintained and up and running in a pleasant environment for uh, our uh, general public to enjoy? Right, so state parks uh, and more of the active recreation parks uh, throughout the state, they've got a little bit different form of funding than park districts. Park districts themselves, which is what the the Johnny Appleseed Park District is, along with places like Cleveland Metro Parks, Toledo Metro Parks, uh, and a lot of the other park districts, get their funding mostly from tax levies, property tax levies, uh, which is a pretty unpopular tax when you really break it down uh, from from a taxing standpoint, but it does help. Uh, with quality of life things, mm-hmm. people living in the county, taking care of the things that they have uh, within their county. And um, it really does uh, go a long way from the standpoint of being able to provide hiking trails, uh, being able to provide programming, nature education. And uh, yeah, it's a really interesting and unique kind of form of, of getting funding. So, Well, and on top of the fact that, you know, you have to have the monies to be able to operate, you also expand on a regular basis. We see park districts like the Johnny Appleseed Metropolitan Park District expanding over the last 20 years. What's that process? Uh, What what happens when somebody says, hey, I want to donate my land to this park district? Yes, a lot of the time... um you know, grants come into play big time. So you've got to have that levy funding. You've got to have that local match. A lot of times throughout the state, uh, you've got programs like the Clean Ohio Fund, uh, Nature Works, those kind of things that are administered more from the state level. Mm -hmm. And you've got to have the money at the local level to match some of those grants and that money that they can provide Mm -hmm. to help help parks uh, grow, to help parks 
upgrade to help those kind of things uh, move forward. So the park district, the Johnny Appleseed Park District has a foundation, uh, the Park District Foundation of Allen County. And that's that's a really uh, good way for people to be able to donate property, uh, donate um, different assets, that kind of thing, to help park districts, and especially our park district, move, move the mission forward. So. You know, what's really amazing, too, is that the diversity of opportunities to experience the different parks within the district is what's really exciting, whether it's for fishing, camping, hiking, boating, it's, it's amazing. And here today at Herman Woodlands, you know, we've got a nice little educational opportunity taking place as well. So talk a little bit about that diversity and what you guys do from an educational standpoint, too. Yeah, so a lot of it's changed over the years. You know, we started in 1972. Uh, the park district was founded in 72. Uh, and at that time, you know, you had a couple parks and there were some opportunities for hiking and maybe picnicking with your family. But Man, over the years, things have really changed. You look at uh, Ottawa Metro Park on the uh, east side of the county, and we've got a 30-acre campsite or campground there. Uh, We've got uh, kayak access that's going in this spring on Lima Lake. Uh, And then you come out to Kendrick Woods, and you can walk through one of of a few dedicated state nature preserves in this part of the state. Uh, and, And just seeing the diversity that's out there from playgrounds, I mean, kids families um moms dads grandparents like they love playgrounds and uh just to see the upgrades that we've been able to do in the past eight to ten years Mm -hmm. when it comes to camp or uh, playgrounds it has been pretty pretty special so you know it's really cool like like we mentioned as far as the diversity is concerned but with all that land and with all that equipment you have to have the personnel to be able to operate it. So let's talk about the people who are behind the scenes, not just, you know, the people that are helping to, you know, put this together, but the people who are there to maintain it. You know, it's got to be a heck of a chore to, to get the right people to, to do what needs to be done to make sure that it's a pleasant experience, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so the Park District, from an from a, uh, efficiency standpoint, from a, a staffing standpoint, We've got 20 full-time people at this point. Uh, we've got a couple part-time people that are more program, environmental education-based. Um, but you've got we've got five different departments in the park district. Uh, we've got obviously the administrative side of things, which uh, is always probably uh, not the most interesting to talk about. But then you talk uh, about maintenance of the parks, uh, painting, cleaning restrooms, that kind of thing. Uh, we've got the natural resources management side of things where you're going out and maintaining uh, conservation areas for the betterment of wildlife, but also uh, for the betterment of people um, and, and people being able to be connected to nature. Uh, we obviously have the safety side of things with park rangers. I think a lot of people just think everybody fits into that bucket of being a park ranger, um, but uh, they're a special group of people and they, and they do keep parks safe and they keep uh, an eye on things. And then really, uh, kind of one of the bread and butters of the park district is environmental programming. So having naturalists that go out uh, and into the schools, they also have schools to the parks, they have public programming in the evenings, uh, and we really cater to everybody from um, very young to the young at heart. So, um, yeah, it's a special special group of people, and they work really hard. I give them all the credit uh, for things that are done just because they're the boots on the ground. They're the, they're the 
they're the engine that keeps running. So yeah, no question about it. Yeah. No question about it. Uh, what are some of the more uh, statewide or nationwide uh, events that you attend to maybe learn a little bit about what's what's happening? Is there a consortium of sorts, if you will, as far as the park districts here in the Buckeye State? Yeah. So one one really good asset, and one really good. Um, one really good form of, of communication between everybody in the state of Ohio from, from a park district standpoint, but really from a park standpoint, is the Ohio Parks and Recreation Association. Uh, it's the state association that kind of brings everybody together. Uh, there's an annual meeting that we have, I mean, an annual um, conference that we have every uh, end of January, early February every year. And speakers, uh, that kind of thing that, that kind of get your mind going to think about new initiatives, new ideas uh, that you can implement in your parks. Yeah. And then we're also part of the National Recreation and Parks Association. So that's Excellent. obviously United States nationwide. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool uh, area from the standpoint of um, sharing information. Uh, we're all going through some of the same stuff no matter what field you're in. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you have to reinvent the wheel. And uh, there's people that have been through some of that stuff before. So. You know, what's interesting, too, is the fact that, you know, we have such a great variety of parks here in the Buckeye State. But what you've done here in Allen County is truly amazing. Over the last 20 years, the metamorphosis, if you will, uh, the changes and the beauty and the diversity of parks that people can uh, can come and, and be a part of and, and get back connected to nature and I think it's important regardless of where you're at as far as politics are concerned I think yeah. we can all agree that even our farming community you know that environmental issues are important to us and it really starts with the education and uh, like yeah. we talked about there's a there's a group an elementary school group going through uh, Herman Woodlands here today and that communication that you guys have with the general public is really important. So once again, let's talk about that more specifically and what you guys are trying to achieve uh, with funding as far as uh, the Johnny Appleseed Metropolitan Park District. Yeah, so really I think one of the main things to, to take home, at, at least that I focus on and I know our focus is on a lot, is just the health health and mental health aspects of being outside. There's the physical and the mental, right? And really, um, even more so today, uh, just with the things that have, have been going on, you know, COVID happened uh, back in 2020, and we all had to deal with that, right? So I, I always lean back on the fact that the parks were there, the parks were open, uh, people were able to get out and walk down a trail outside in fresh air, and see other people when at that time and, and at other times in people's lives that maybe they feel they might feel a certain way that they're pretty isolated or even then everybody was isolated right so just seeing that opportunity for people uh, to be able to get outside enjoy nature there's just the, the health aspect of sitting in nature and, and listening to the sounds and that kind of thing so um, and you know really from our from the mission of the park district standpoint that's what it's about. It's about connecting people with nature yeah. um, and and not just this generation, but generations to come. So when you look at funding, it's it's one of those things. It's like it's very important from the standpoint of um, being responsible with what we have. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, there's a lot of people that came before me and before the people that are here now mm -hmm. that were responsible for that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a testament to where we are today and just seeing that uh, 
fostering that growth, continuing that that conservative way of of dealing with things and and spending uh, has has been a pretty major focus for us. So, I guess the the buzzword today, both in our farming community as well as business, is ROI, return on investment, and you could see. Every dollar that you invest in something like Johnny Appleseed Metropolitan Park District or a park district near you, you get back probably tenfold whatever you put into it. It's just an incredible return on your investment, and it's worth every penny of it. For more information, you can always check them out on the web at J-A-M-P-D. Dot com. That's J-A-M-P-D.com. We'll have a link to that at our website at Ohio Country. Dot com as well. Tyler Black has been our guest. Tyler, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, Dan. And I encourage you to continue to support your park districts throughout the Buckeye State and just enjoy nature at its finest here in Ohio. We'll be back with more in Ohio Country today, right after this. Die Real Estate and Land Company specializes in farmland and recreational land throughout Ohio, a company for people who enjoy the rural lifestyle and looking to buy or sell their land. All of our land agents are members of the Realtors Land Institute and have extensive experience in farming and agricultural land business. At Dye Real Estate and Land Company, we'll work with you to tailor fit a plan that works best for you, your family, and your investments. Our services include 1031 tax deferred exchanges, land brokerage, land auctions, and CMAs and valuations for estates and planning. We are Die Real Estate and Land Company. Call us today and visit our website at dierealestate.com. Die Real Estate and Land Company. We know the land business because we live it every day. Alan Davis, business owner, active farmer. No one knows farmers' needs better than Alan. Give him a call today at 419-738-7447 and talk about total farm protection and more. Allen Davis Insurance Agency is your solutions provider for auto, home, life, business, recreational, total farm protection and more. Call 419-738-7447. That's 419-738-7447. St. Mary's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is your certified agriculture dealership. Every qualifying vehicle you buy, you receive farm and ranch discounts and rebates worth thousands of dollars absolutely free. AgPack is a powerful package designed to help increase your profitability. See Dave Hager and get the AgPack advantage. You get straight talk, real service, and the right price. St. Mary's Chrysler. That's going to do it for this week's edition of In Ohio Country Today. I'm Big Dan Wilson, and our radio program, our TV show, and our podcast are all designed to offer news and information about the agricultural industry here in the Buckeye State. We celebrate farming and farming families. And for more information, check us out on the web at inohiocountry.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and any of your favorite podcast stations. And once again, don't miss our award-winning TV show, seen weekly on a station near you. Once again, check us out on the web at inohiocountry.com. That's inohiocountry.com. Have a good day, everybody.